0: How are you, how are you doing? doing? Good. I'm so excited. And thank you so much for joining me on my podcast. It's all in your head. um uh-huh. I just love how we met and I can't wait for us to dive into it. You know, like it's just crazy. And I feel like from such a short amount of time, like I would be like, okay, here are all my really good friends. And I'd be like, Georgette, like, Literally, oh, okay. I feel like we just were total fast friends. Oh, you're my Ryan um, AI girl, right? Uh, I got your back.
1: I'm here for you. I know you're here for me too. I love it. It's this unconditional connection we
0: built in a okay. short time. Literally, it was probably what, maybe 20 minutes and I'm even stretching that one. I would say in 10 minutes, it was like, this is my girl.
1: <laughs> we did have a special added bond that connected us, right? Like. We're literally in each other's visions right now, so.
0: Which is wild that we didn't even, like, That is kind. it is, it, it truly is amazing. Um, <laughs> so tell us just a little bit about you, um, a little bit about your background of, um, you know, how, because I always say, like, I didn't always have a mindset, or at least I wasn't aware of it. Um, mm-hmm. So give us a little bit of background about you. Has this always been your, you know, your thing, or is this new for you? And um, yeah, so tell us. Okay,
1: well, okay. First of all, again, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to share. Um, I think this is wonderful, and uh, I can't wait to to have this discussion and just see what what this hour plays out to be. So I'm very excited. Um, to answer your question, I mean. I don't. I don't even know if there's a simple answer to that, right? I'm gonna try to condense it, but the mindset part. Um, I definitely don't come from a household of the healthiest of mindsets. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then a lot of people maybe have had that amazing support where parents, you know, can can really encourage and talk about, you know, like. Uh, raising their their kids to have them, you know, not not so much of a limiting beliefs and and have the mindset to you know to affirm uh, our goals and and desires daily, uh, you know, and teach their their children to envision. But I definitely didn't come from that, um, <laughs> and I'm gonna guess that a lot of people probably listening to this can relate to that part.
0: So let me ask yeah. you, and and you can touch, you can go as deeper as as little as you want to share. Would you sure. say that? Um, did you? Would you say that your parents were, or your environment was, kind of completely counterproductive, or would you say that it was just not? It wasn't purposeful. It's just kind of they were carrying their own stuff.
1: That's a you know that's a great question. Um, The way I see it is, you know, and and it's passed on, it's passed on from how they grew up. And again, two different households, like my my mother having the life that she had with her parents, my father, like every other family, right? They come under this one household and then they have their kids. I don't think a lot of people dealt with their stuff Mm -hmm. back when then. We definitely have so many more tools these days and we have so many different outlets and so, so, I would definitely say they did their best, mm-hmm. and with that came the scarcity mindset, right? The mindset of hold on to what you have, like just be thankful that's that's what you have. you don't need more. like this is all you need mm-hmm. because they came from the place of that. Right. So, you know, and it's funny because i I really think I'm a natural um I think I was born with natural resistance. <laughs> uh, I've always been. The kid that wouldn't tolerate, um, like if someone said, don't do that, my natural reaction at a very, very young age was, why? Why can't I do that? Even if you told me, don't cross, like, don't open that door. It's like, why? Mm-hmm. You know, I always had a very inquisitive mindset,
0: mm-hmm.
1: never played or followed the rules quite well, if they didn't make sense to me. You know, I'm not a rule breaker, but I definitely love pushing back. (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm thankful for that. So I've always just had that that even, you know, in my own household, I have to say, whether you want to call it a, a rebellious, you know, personality or the black sheep of the family, whatever you want to call it, I always questioned. And with that, I feel that um, because of that, I really feel like it did shape my mindset because mm-hmm. I always wanted, right. I wasn't satisfied with what answers I was given. You know, it's like, if it didn't convince me, if it wasn't enough, I would just keep asking more and more and more questions. And I, I do think that's where my mindset started forming and shaping mm-hmm. at a very young age, so
0: so let me ask you this, cause I'm, I'm always fascinated by this because I'm, I was always aware of my inner thoughts, you know, like I've always been very attuned to what I was thinking. Um, would you say as a child, when you were younger, were you aware of the, the negative or the positive talking that you had with yourself? And would you say it was more negative or more positive? Wow
1: that's great um I would say I was more aware of other people's thoughts
0: mm-hmm.
1: before my own and then I applied that, to
0: that like when you say that were you like more worried about okay what are they thinking about me
1: no how how their thought process was in their life gotcha. and what brought them to where they were Yeah. again I had a very at a very young age I always kind of uh, not judged people, but measured mm-hmm. um, where they were at, what brought them there, uh, what, you know, reasons versus excuses, you know, again, I think there's a big difference with that. And I learned, I learned from both. And then I so started questioning myself, like, oh, do I do that? You know, like, I think, I, I think at a very young age, we start to compare ourselves to others. And sometimes it can be very unhealthy. But I was thankful enough to have used that as a tool to measure my insecurities, my goals, my vision in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And that took work Yeah, because I can really see how someone could go down a road where, you know, I mean, where you start to envy people, where you start to have the, the victim mindset or, oh, they have more or, so i'm I am lucky. It was definitely a work in progress, but um yeah, well, so I always where people were at.
0: So I guess that what i'm I'm always so fascinated by is the, the the starting point of a shift. and for what I see for a lot of people is that it's usually something mm-hmm. dramatic that they can either, like you said, decide to either, okay, I can shift into victimhood or I can pull on my big girl pants and I can like push through and find a different way. Was there anything monumental? And you don't have to share what that was, but um, was there anything monumental that you had that you faced that said, okay, there's a different way and I've got to find it?
1: Absolutely. There was, and there still is. Mm -hmm. So it's a daily choice for me to still wear the hat that I put on daily and work on myself and the progress that I'm, I'm working towards right because I mean I mean we we all know people that have it worse or better off than us right uh but you know what do I choose like I don't want to feel better about myself when I look at others who have less than me mm-hmm. that's not what makes me feel better you know, some people prefer to be the better person in the room so that they feel better about their insecurities and and their struggles and that's definitely not me um so yeah there there constantly was challenges from my very early on um upbringing and a lot of those are not solved unfortunately in my family I mean I'm still kind of struggling with that and it is what it is but um there's a saying where people say, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I'm gonna tell you, I don't even remember when I started saying this, but I remember the first time ever hearing it, um, Melissa, it upset me so much because I felt that that saying meant I equal what I come from. That was my translation. As a very young child, and really, if you if you think about what the main what the meaning is, it means just that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But I am here to tell you today, and and share with anyone listening that I disagree with that. <laughs> For me, I always used to say, well, the apple falls far from the tree, and there's a hill, and it's rolling, 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 so far away from that tree, you have no clue, and that's what I used to always have to tell myself I'm nothing like where I came from you exactly. know and I love family. I love them
0: yeah absolutely I think it's a choice too right it is you choose to use it like I love that how you said like you can choose it to be a victim and say okay well this is what I've got and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree but I love how I've not ever heard anyone say that I love that your apple fell from the tree far from it and it rolled down oh you should see how big it it's like a mountain okay <laughs> I'm picturing oh, that yeah. Everest, <laughs> and this little tree up at the top of it and you're down at base camp <laughs> it was a big mountain <laughs> I, you know and I, I think honestly like to, for you to have those like that that's a gift Like what a gift for you to have that intuitiveness of the intuition of knowing that to have that like that to me is um it's a very precious gift well thank you
1: i you know it came with a lot of um challenges right because you're supposed to abide you're supposed to follow rules you're supposed to listen to your adults and your elders and and all that. So the fact that um, I did that, but on my own terms, always caused me headaches. And I was always told, once again, I'm going to have problems in my life. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be ever be able to um, do something properly because I can't follow rules or I ask too many questions. People don't like that. Or, But it really doesn't matter because it really brought me to where I am today. And guess what? I have to ask a lot of questions in my career, right?
0: Isn't that what we do? <laughs> oh, absolutely. And you know what? I, you know what I, this is what I love about, like, do you know how much hope you have just given to every Black sheep in the family? Like, I mean, honestly, like, you are going to change lives with that statement because you know, well, I don't know. This is not a fact, but everybody says every family has one. And, you know, I think that, like you said, they're, they're made to be seem like they're the ones that you're not going to make it because you didn't follow the rules. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I disagree. I'm, I'm with you. I feel like those are the people that are going to be the one, like we learned, be the one in your family. And there it is. Like, it's not like, it's not a it's not a bad thing. It's actually, and I feel like you just gave a bunch of people a lot of hope right there.
1: Thank you. I'm glad I was able to share that. And, um, you know, I wasn't sure which direction this conversation was going to go in. I promised myself, like I'm an open book I'll share with anyone. So, um, yeah, I, this is just me being very raw and real right now. And if there is anyone that's listening to this, yeah, don't worry about it. Again. I mean, just, Be yourself. And if you are very inquisitive, I promise you, you can turn that into a gift. I promise you that would be very helpful in many areas of your life. And don't listen to people. Right. I mean, they're criticizing you from a place that they don't they don't have a right to really criticize you for. Right. Um, Unless someone is much grander than I. But then again, that would only be God.
0: (laughs) Right. I was going to say, I don't to there's not
1: much but if God was to tell me like simmer down a little bit I'd be like okay (laughs) but until then I'm just gonna keep being me that's all
0: so how did you come to because I mean I feel like you know the conversations that you and I had just about the you know putting it out there and visioning envisioning these things like you really made a big thing happen I mean that was huge that happened a few days ago. And that was not something that you just kind of, "Eh, you know, this is going to happen one day. Like you've been, you've been putting this in practice for a long time. Do you want to tell everybody this was such a great, like I can't tell every morning when I get up and I'm doing like my, you know, my, my reading and my affirmations and like journaling, like I'm literally picturing this moment because it's proof that Like anything can happen and we have control over that. So we do. Yeah, we do. So we have a, we have a mutual person that we absolutely like (laughs) really fills our, like fills our cup is Ed Milet. And we were so fortunate that he was our, one of our speakers at this event that we were just at at shareholders. And you and I were like, oh my gosh, we're so excited. We're going to meet him. And the next thing I know we're in line. We're waiting and we get separated. And then the next thing I know, I look at my phone and there's a picture of you and Ed Millette literally standing outside. I'm like, what in the world? She just went and hunted that guy down. But no, that is not what happened. So I'm going to let you tell the whole story. But like, that was my version of like, that girl was going to make that happen. She knocked down every door backstage and she found this guy and got a picture with him. But no. Go ahead. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Okay.
1: Are you story? Well, radically- because
0: if you, you don't yes. have to. okay. Yes. No, no, I
1: absolutely will. I'm just thankful that we're doing this a few days after, like the fact, because if you would have asked me the next day, like I'm literally just weaning yeah. off of like, hi. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm glad that I can put a cup a sentence together about what happened. <laughs>
0: Cause I think you put me on the spot you know the night oh. after. It was just so magical. It was just so magical that like everybody was like, well, what happened? I'm like, I can't even Uh, share the story because it's not even mine to tell. My my heart is
1: racing. Okay. So also, I really hope we can send him this podcast and he can listen to (laughs) it. Okay, Okay, good. I love that. He has to be, he's like so a part of this, right? Yes. Okay. So what happened? As As you mentioned, Melissa, like, I don't know. If anyone listening, if if you do know Ed Myla, but please, please go check him out. He's got an amazing podcast. Um, just follow him. He will inspire you in all areas of your life. He's one of the most genuine speakers. I've been following him for a good 15 years now. About 15 years where, you know, I have other mentors too. Like I love, I love a ton of other people out there, but he truly speaks to my heart and I love the man. And I love his heart. And I've always envisioned, you know, you know, your dreams and and the, oh, one day I'd love to meet, you know, this person, one day I'd love to meet this person. But very recently, um, I started envisioning, I started meditating. I have a girlfriend of mine and she's like, but you gotta do it. I'm like, I know, but everyone tells me I gotta meditate. She's like, you gotta do it. I'm like, oh, I gotta do it. I'm like, okay, do it. I knew I needed a different morning routine. So here's what's happened over the past two months, specifically, I've been honing in on my dreams and what those kind of dreams look like. I'll leave a big section out of it because those are for me to live out. Right. But I will share this. I basically been starting off my mornings with my morning coffee and here's my amber cup. Okay. So this is my heated and coffee. Um, I'm going to take a sip. So I'll start my morning coffee with my headphones in my ear and I'll be listening to, you know, something very inspirational and motivational, Uh, a great reminder to be grateful, to be blessed. And I listen to that for about 15, 20 minutes in the morning while I'm kind of, you know, staring in and gazing and thinking and, and that. And then after my 20 minutes of priming, I will go into my 20 minute meditation. Now this is all a very new routine for me, right? Melissa, I shared that with you. I even shared the link, right?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So After I'll do this my whole 20- thing happened. I'm like, okay, tell me what you did. <laughs> you
1: better start doing it. <laughs>
0: um, so I'll do my 20 minutes
1: of meditation. And again, I mean, I just kind of dove into meditating. Like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? I don't know. I'm just doing what what I feel is right.
0: I Think you are. And-
1: yeah right maybe this is a way for the universe to tell me I am doing it right but I will meditate and then after my meditation I'll do about 20 minutes of gratitude journaling and like feel everything I'm grateful for and feel everything that I'm blessed to have and and just really give thanks and on paper and as I'm writing it and conscious of every word that I'm writing on paper, I feel it in my heart. Like I feel it exploding out of my heart. And I can't tell you how many people I think of day in, day out that make this paper of mine. And Ed Milet did make it in there. He did make it in there. And I really, really hoped that one day, you know, again, part of this larger vision and dream that I have, but he was in there. And I've been doing this for two months now envisioning it very clearly and I get to the summit well first of all when I found out he was keynote speaker so
0: let me ask you did you know that he was going to be keynote speaker before you started the gratitude with meeting him or was it after you found out he was going to be there after okay
1: yeah I had no clue it was just like oh my god I can't believe it so that was one yeah. potential coincidence where I'm like oh my god that's amazing like I'm gonna be in the same room right exactly. you know I'm gonna be breathing the same oxygen in like a, a 40,000 square foot building <laughs> like that was I was good with that but when when I found out it was something unreal that I thought wow that's amazing like I'm definitely gonna have front row seat that's all I kept telling myself I'm gonna have front row seats. well the week came. I didn't know where he was going to be. You know, there was a little bit of a mix up with the schedule, and we we were trying to find out. I think it was Beth that said he was going to be speaking like at three or we go maybe earlier. We weren't sure what time, but um, we all ended up being in the same room because I mean, Glenn was speaking. Like there was there was a time That was like the main main stage right during the summit. So we were there. And we figured at some point he's going to be there. Ironically, I had a meeting halfway that was I was actually rescheduled I was supposed to have a meeting with um management from Canada from EXP Canada the day before that got cancelled and they asked me if I could make it Saturday morning but Saturday we were jam-packed There was a ton of stuff going on Saturday right we had our luxury certification we had John Cheplak there was tons so I thought oh I can't do it can we make it Friday and they said yes sure so we, we confirmed a Friday meeting with Canada EXP and um and they uh, we we booked the time, 10 a.m. So, again, at this time, I had no
0: clue. And I have to ask, were you kind of paranoid? Like, okay, I'm going to go to this meeting, and this is when this man is going to be on stage.
1: Well, you know, I figured a 10 a.m. meeting, yeah. and I didn't think he would be on that early. early. Okay, good. I wasn't worried. I just, my, my main concern was I want to make sure I have the best seats, right? And that's when you and I ran into each yeah. other in the morning, yeah. tried to run uh, the first front row seat. So when they confirmed the meeting, going in line the next day, like, like the, the day of the summit, uh, the day of the uh, main hall, um, again, you and I crossed paths. We were like, we're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to get front row. We're going to save each other seats. And then of course, with the hustle and bustle, we lost each other, Crazy, right? Yes we totally lost each other but I did make front row I did make front row to the right right beside um Amy Mitchell actually she was like VIP section or like right next door is perfect and I was just satisfied I thought oh my goodness I'm gonna see him
0: this is perfect
1: yeah like I I just thought that I was satisfied but um lo and behold the universe had different plans for me so 10 a.m so here I am listening to Glenn did my my morning thing and then 10 a.m was on my clock and i thought okay i gotta go i got a meeting with uh Canada. step out of the main hall which is you know there were thousands of people there i'm the yeah. only loser going this way everyone's seated and i'm like the only one going this way right it was just, <laughs> they're like what's wrong with her i stepped up and we had we started our awesome meeting and um and then we're and then somehow we started talking about in my and i am I a couple like they didn't actually know too much about him and I was sharing a lot about him in the moment and I I do I think I do owe the universe like something happened if I if I was to trace back at the steps that made everything happen uh John Tsai is the person that said well let's go meet him and I thought okay and you should have found my favorite I'm like okay let's
0: Okay, let's let's right let let let's go. <laughs> Not sure how you're gonna make that happen, but okay.
1: Yeah, I didn't really know how to take that. I was like, yeah, okay, let's maybe like let's see what happens. <laughs> but they really didn't know much about him, and I'm the one. I think they just felt my passion. I just feel like they were so appreciative that I was sharing. They're like, well, you got to meet him. I'm like, you're right. I got to meet him. I'm like, I have. <laughs> right. I didn't ask how I literally just followed like a little puppy. I was like, okay, we're
0: going to go meet him. Right. And I didn't even think it was going to happen. And what's going in on in your head? Like, are you thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm going to meet Ed Mylett. Or were you thinking, all right, I don't know how this is going to happen, but.
1: I said to my, I said, I, I don't believe it until I see it. I was like, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. It was too surreal. It was like a pinch me. It was more of a pinch me. It was more like a punch me because <laughs> I really couldn't feel. <laughs> I couldn't feel anything and uh, we actually got stopped at the at a, a, a special section like you would have never known he was tucked away in this little door but he was there in a, in a private room and now I know so
0: but I don't <laughs> you know where the private know. room is <laughs> <laughs> he was he
1: was um, there was someone at the door and they were like well you know your names are not on the list I'm like but listen this is like a leadership we we're here to meet Ed Did you, you know so that? I did. I stepped, I overstepped Canada and I'm like, this is leadership and we're from Canada. So we're representing Canada. And she, I don't know what made me do that. I love it. That is, that is awesome. Yeah. I literally had their backs and they had mine clearly because I was not part of leadership, but they, they, you know, they made me part of leadership at that time. And they had their white, um, you know, like the VIPs, right? Yes. We had blue, whatever for general. And yeah, so we, we they're like, okay. She was like, okay, c- come with me. Make it very quick because he's going to go on stage soon. And I started shaking at the knees. I'm like, oh my God. A couple steps away from the door. She opens the door. Sure enough, he's standing right there. Standing right there. There was about five or six people in this room. And again, I really don't remember much other than uh going up to him because they're like go ahead you know go go take a picture with him and then nothing mattered at that moment and I got to share what I always envisioned especially these two months Melissa exactly what I wanted to tell him
0: that's what's cool I,
1: I kid you not I I said I said if I have to tell him I love his heart and I did, I had the opportunity and I said, Ed, I think this is what I said. I think this is how it went down, but okay. I'm pretty certain, right? Like I wanted to be in the moment. So I wanted to make sure like I wasn't too lala goo goo. Right, right, right. So I did um, tell him, I said, I love your heart. I want to thank you for everything you do. You're extremely inspirational to me. And I envision you, you're constantly in my vision. And I've always envisioned coming over to your house and actually breaking bread with you at your at your backyard in your in your yard like in your in your home and he looked at me and he's like well I love you too and he hugged me and he said what's your name where are you from and I said my name is Georgette and I'm from Toronto Canada <laughs> and then he's like oh I know you okay that you should have saw my face I was like you know me He's like, yeah, that's me that responds to the DMs. He goes, it's really me. Like, I respond to my DMs. He goes, I see you on there all the time. I was like, oh, my God. Ed Milet recognized my name. And he put a face to a name. And I thought, okay, this is surreal. Um, we had our photo taken. He made me laugh. I made him laugh. And uh, he then uh, said, well, why don't you come on my podcast sometime? I said, when, how, just tell me I'll be there. (laughs) And that's when he was like, okay, you know, just do, you know, work your way up on here and there. And I said, okay, okay. I said, so don't forget this face. He goes, I'm not gonna forget you. He goes, I remember you, I'll know you. I was like, okay. And it was um, a big hug, a couple of photos that someone took. And then I had to track those photos down, which were interesting. And i'm telling you and then before i know it he was out at the same time i came back to my seat i didn't really have a chance to tell anyone except for here's a picture and i shared it with you guys right that's how it happened
0: wow i think the part that was just so absolutely shocking to me is that because i knew like how you had we had talked about you know you had put this in your vision you had been working on this you know for a couple months I really thought, I'm like, talk about taking the bull by its horn. Like that girl, like she went out there and just waited until he was like in transition from coming, whatever the, like, go get it girl. And then when I found out like how it really went down, like that was just mind blowing.
1: I think it changed my life. I really do believe the exchange of words I had in, in a few seconds with him um made me feel very significant like for someone that I admire so much and look up to um and only because he really he like he is a genuine person he is a real human being so just for him to have acknowledged like just shows you how down to earth he is uh really proves who he is right
0: and you know the beauty of what you just said is you said he made like Imagine all the people that may look up to you and you make them feel significant. Like what a beautiful, like we all have those people in our lives. We don't have to be Ed Milet. You know what I mean? It's like, that's such a beautiful statement. Like just saying hi to a lady at the grocery store that checks out your, your stuff all the time. Like the fact that you know them, you remember their name, like, Like, what a beautiful, like, just right there, that how much we can make people feel significant in such a small gesture. All he did was take a picture of you and say, hey, I know who you are. Yes. Like, the ripple effect of just that right there, of what that, like, he's living what he's saying. And now, by you sharing that, like, look at the lives that that will change. That is exactly
1: how this helped me how that moment helped me and I and I vowed I promised myself mm-hmm. I'm going to use this and I'm going to learn from this and and you're right we don't realize the impact we have on other people's lives you don't have to be an Ed Millet. I mean the grand grand scheme like who is Ed Milet? Ed Millet is a human being yep. that is so that, real so real but has the audience of millions of viewers but He was an end my that no one really knew once upon a time. Right.
0: yeah, And it's like him talking about his dad and how the one person that was extremely significant in helping his dad and look at all the people that he changed. And like, I can point back to, I know the person that was the big shift for me in my mindset. And, and I don't know if that person really, I probably should reach out to that person and let them know that, We all have that opportunity to be someone's one person that can totally change the trajectory of someone's life. And it's just one small gesture of, of caring and making someone feel significant. Like it's just so powerful.
1: I'm nodding my head. No, but my whole heart and head is going. Yes. Um, We all have an impact, even on a complete stranger, like you just said, passing by, giving someone a smile, asking them how their day's going. I mean, we really don't know the weight of what that could mean for someone in that day, in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I mean, does Ed know the impact he had on my life in that moment, in that day? I mean, I don't know if he did. but he might get that a little bit more often than you and I. You and I would probably get right, uh, just because he's a little bit more popular than you and I for now.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: it. And move over, right? No, I'm joking. But yeah, so that is exactly my takeaway with the mindset thing, and because we feel very gifted, and and you know what we've learned up until now in our lives and the experiences that have brought us here, just share that uh just share that because yes people are watching us people do watch you um people are listening so come from the most genuine place have that open mindset have that open heart uh don't ever feel like you're too small or too little to touch someone's heart and um one day at a time i know We'll. i know we'll keep changing um you know, what, what others may be dealing with. Like, I know we we will have an impact on people's lives and I'm sure we already have one way or another. Like you just said, reach out to that person and let them know,
0: yeah. you, know it's, you know? It's so interesting to me because what I have found just from doing this podcast and I mean, I don't have that many under my belt, but I've noticed that the, mo- the people and even like, even in Ed Milet's situation, the people that seem to have the biggest impact are the people who are far as far away from perfection as you could possibly get. But they're the ones that are not afraid to share their imperfections and show where they've like adjusted and changed. And like here's how this has helped me. Um, do you have a story that you tell yourself, like mine is, I don't belong, um, You know, like that's the, my, my inside story. And I've done a lot of work to change that, you know, like I'll try to find things like, Oh, see, you don't belong there. Like they didn't say hi to you today or something silly, you know, like, do you have, do you have a story that kind of plays in your head that, um, you have to really work on to like say, okay, negative Nelly, be quiet. Ooh,
1: yeah yeah absolutely I do mm-hmm. but first of all let's go back to that I know you said it's you know like a work in progress and you've had to work a lot on that um I want to remind you because I did just hear you say that you do belong and I love you oh, I love and you place. belong so much are yeah. you kidding me yeah. like where I mean, would like, be to-
0: it, and I say and the reason I share that is because I think oh. a lot of people have that but we don't talk about it so people think, oh, I'm alone. You know, like I'm I'm the only one that feels, and so I share that because it, I'm not there now. I yes. have to work on it, and and you know, like I have to, you know, it's that reticular thing that you know Tony yeah. Robbins talks about that if you look for it, you're gonna find all those things that point to the direction that you don't belong, and so yeah. I have to really work hard on not looking for those kind of things. And I and that's why I share it because I feel like when I I do because I think a lot of people have that negative yeah and they have to quiet it down absolutely um, yeah Certainly. I appreciate you saying that so much really no but do. it's true you know I listen
1: it's amazing um you know it's always easier to listen to other people sometimes you know we don't really think out loud right. so it's always easier to to pay attention to what others are speaking and. And that's why sometimes like having a support group, having your friends and having that loving, nurturing group of you know high quality people in your life that will catch you when you're speaking to yourself, and when you're speaking out loud, like that is what we need, right? People to remind us, hey, hey, I just caught that word. You know, pay attention to that word. I just, you know, don't put it out there. You are special or you are this. Um, I think it's really important because, I need that. I need someone to kind of put me back in my lanes once in a while, you know, and, that, and that's why it's so important to have that support uh, that we do with our, with our family. Um, but you know what, to answer your question? Yeah. I mean, gosh, I think there's so many things that um, I'm being honest, like there's so many things, but does something stand out to me right now where um Yeah, I always, you know what, I'll I'll share something. Like, for example, my why. I don't have, my husband and I, we don't have kids. Mm -hmm. And every single coach, every single business person, every single, oh gosh, like, I mean, if you listen to every video out there or every audio, my why, my why, my why, my family, my kids, my family, my kids, it didn't apply to my husband and I. And for many, many years, I thought, okay, well, when we have them, that is going to be my why. Like I was constantly looking for that why to drive me. Right. And then I reached a point in my personal life with my husband where we realized, okay, this is our life, and and uh, we're blessed, and we're we're satisfied, and we're content, and we decided, okay, we're not gonna you know approach this anymore. This is where we're at in our life my why, like it, it took a toll on me because then I was like, what about the why? Like right. I was constantly
0: looking for that why to come. Right. Well, and then you have to say, well, then maybe I can't have a why because everybody else's why is this. So if I don't have that, then how do I come up with a why? Ah, that's exactly. A good point.
1: exactly. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of people that don't have kids these days, like a lot more people, right. Are um, you know they're older and they're contemplating having kids or whatever the situation may be, but that is a struggle. That is a struggle that I'm still dealing with till this day because I've, I'm I'm re- I'm reinventing myself and finding other reasons, like my purpose, a higher purpose, where now I have to reframe my mind, my mentality, to think I can give back in other ways. You know, my why will be the drive for my community, for for all these charities, for um. In the moment helping people like in their today my why doesn't have to be what the majority of people's why is and let's face it it is a majority of people's why um and one story does stand out to me and it is a manager it was a broker manager at the time a manager that was in an office mm-hmm. and you know i wanted to say this is like very early on in my career and i wish i had the gall to to stand up to him differently um I think I was toning it down. I think I did have the goal. I was just like, because it was a bit of an insecurity. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I knew the proper answer. So I held back, but it was a gentleman and he was a manager at an office that I was with a part of the time. And we had a business session. We were business planning. And he's like, you got, you know, your goals are big, but what's your why? What's your why? And I'm like, my why is this? He's like, that's not a why. I'm like, okay, but my why is this? He's like, that's not a why. He's like, like my why is my kids. And I'm like, okay, but I'm like 22 years old. I don't have kids. And at the time I didn't know I wasn't going to have kids, right? right? And I remember him saying, well, you need a better why. You need a why. I'm like, just because you have kids and that's your why doesn't mean my why is not valid. Right? So again, being 44 years now old and and having the experience of life under my belt and knowing where I stand today my why is good enough I'm just building it and I'm looking forward to so much that I can give back to and um, making sure it fits into all my planning
0: so can I ask you because I know that you are speaking to a lot of people in their heart right now and what would what could you like and I always I like this what would you say to your younger self because you know there are people that you know, they've, it's just not, they, it, for whatever reason, and like you said, for whatever reason, they have decided not to have children. Would you want, do you feel comfortable sharing your why? Because I feel like there might be someone out there right now that's really struggling, feeling like, well, how do I even come up with a why when this is the the ABC to a why is your kids are in there somehow? Um, I would love to, I would love to, if, if you want to, <laughs> Yeah, I'll share.
1: I'll share. It, you know, different stages of my life, it was different reasons. Right. right. But now hindsight looking back, I will tell you, time flew by really quickly as my husband and I were trying to sort out through through certain things. Right. Um, so very early on, you know, I struggled with, well, I want to work on myself because being a parent. Is too. It's like the the it's like the biggest hat you're gonna wear. Mm-hmm. And coming from where I came from, as much as I love my parents and I know they gave me all the love they had in their heart and and support and and whatnot, I wanted more. I I knew if I was gonna be a parent, I wanted to pass on more. And I always felt like, well, oh, I gotta work on myself. I gotta work on myself. Like I can't pass on this baggage. I gotta I gotta I gotta do more. And funny because, you know, now looking back, it's a constant evolving luggage
0: (laughs) that you're gonna (laughs) and you kind of unpack some underwear over here and then you put the pants over here. But yeah, there's a it's a luggage that it's almost like the Mary Poppins bag. Like you're always pulling stuff out.
1: but that was the first set of reasons at the time which i realized were not reasons they were excuses right there's a big difference between distinguishing reason and excuse mm-hmm. but that was my first reason that was in my mind that was in our head and my husband and i both literally felt the same so and we were young we thought we had time we we knew we had time at the time you know people were having kids a little bit older And then if you fast forward, I mean, I'm a natural born entrepreneur. So is my husband. We both had businesses at a very young age, uh, very young age, very driven, very motivated. And and then we started thinking, okay, well, you know, let's just focus a few years on establishing our business, taking it off, and then we'll concentrate on us, you know, first establish what we didn't have, which is like security uh, coming from, you know, because we didn't have that. Let's set up ourselves properly so that we can also you know have something to to give our family right, right. well then that took a few extra years too right and that was another thing that I realized was a bit of an excuse rather than a reason because there's a lot of people that pardon my French didn't have their shit together and they were popping out kids left and right right I mean I kind of now looking back go wow like good for you guys you guys didn't need to have everything so perfect and lined up um so that was at the time I remember looking back and going I guess I don't need my ducks all in a row but I prefer to have them all in a row you know and then again just and then at the time where my husband and I thought to ourselves oh shit we don't have a lot of time you know, because of the the, the whole clock and, and our bodies and, and so on. And our goals and visions, like as, as parents, we wanted to be a certain age if we were going to have kids. Right. And then we thought to ourselves, uh, we don't have a lot of time. Like, let's figure this out. And then, you know, as time passed, we realized, okay, what are the options here? Things clearly weren't weren't, you know, falling into place and um we talked very openly as things kind of went back and forth and we thought well we've been satisfied you know should we continue to stress out to figure out how this is going to fit into our lives or are we going to be satisfied with the life we've built and look how happy we already are like can we afford to throw a wrench in this and and you know we've worked so hard to be happy and establish ourselves like Can we afford to shake the grounds, the foundation we literally just built? Um, As much as we wanted to share it, could we afford to do that? It's like that straw that kind of, you know, that breaks the camel's back. We're like, what would be the best decision for our family? Clearly, things are not happening naturally. And we decided the best decision for us and our family, like him and I, was to not pursue anything unnatural. And, um not that there's anything wrong with it. It was just something that we didn't want to pursue. And then we debated with, you know, de- actually um, um, adoption. That was like our last final stage in all of this. Like, if we were going to do it, how about this? Would we do this? And our hearts were very open to the idea of adoption. I and At that one point, I was like, well, this is great because clearly I don't have the time to for the nine months wait a year and then the nine months so i'm like can i just have twins you know and like let's just have it it would be like perfect we'll get the we'll get it out of the way you know but um again life seems to have its own way and uh we reached a point in time you know, covid also kind of struck and that put everything at a halt in our lives and then we we just both Ironically enough, my husband and I both came to the term and the idea that and, and the and the know that this isn't something that was gonna be our destiny. You know, we were not gonna end up being parents. And we're fine because we we have so much unconditional love for our two nephews and um, you know, and and a lot of other a lot of other beautiful things. I have my cat i mean my romeo he's 22 years old so we give him a lot of love yeah but that's how we came
0: to that yeah so so in a nutshell what is so how did you come to your why like how did you come to why because and then i ask that because i i have some i have dear friends that you know they chose not and it was a chose not to have children and it was it was a struggle because they felt like they were supposed to, but they yeah. weren't. It, and and I think that was the big inner turmoil. I was like, but this isn't for us and we're okay mm-hmm. with it. So can't you guys be okay with it? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I can see where that would be a huge roadblock, yeah. especially when people put kids as the purpose of your life, you know, like, um, yeah, I think it will help a lot of people that are struggling with that same thing and that, you know, it's their life. They get to do what they want to do and their why can be their why. And there is no right. Or, I mean, that's, there's no right or wrong answer.
1: There is no right or wrong. I mean, obviously having a family is a beautiful extension of who you are and and, and your spouse and so on. I mean, that's great. But, and that is exactly my most recent discovery. Yeah. Um. Is I am enough. I don't need an extension of me. I am enough. And what I decide to do with my the rest of my life, however, long God wants me to be here, my higher purpose, I feel is to help others. And um, I, I definitely need to explore this this path more so and I'm I'm implementing it in in almost every area of my business like that is my new why how to help people in every business that I currently own which is like four but yeah so it's just helping people and I am enough and my why is helping others you know because we can all afford to do more I don't mean financially I mean just love more give more offer more And, and I think I'm doing my part
0: think so I think you just I mean (laughs) and you and I think just for people that are struggling with that decision see I I I just think that is absolutely so beautiful and I can see where just hearing that I am enough and Mm -hmm. like that I hope that the people that are, are having that same inner voice of I hope they can hear that Um, Because I know you're not alone. There are a lot of people. And even if it's not, you know, that you decided not to have kids or whatever the decision is that you feel like you've got to check the box off because other people think that that's what you're supposed to do, whatever it is, that you are enough. If it's your decision and you're okay with it, we should all be okay with it too. 100%. 100%.
1: You You know, it's funny. People only poke at you when they feel your insecurities. If you are confident yeah. and you ride with that and you wear it and you say it and you speak it, no one has the guts to approach you with that or question you or label you. It's amazing. It's like a defense. It's like a guard or a shield. Yeah. So once we own it, Put it out there, I guarantee you, no one's going to dare come to you. I mean, you might have the odd person that's yeah. like a little goopy
0: that doesn't have boundaries or. Right. Well, and what I <laughs> have found is the people that want to poke and do it's really not about me. It's really about them and they're using it to make themselves feel better. And I, Bingo. a friend of mine, she said this and I just, I love this. So, what about this? What about this? makes you uncomfortable. Like if someone said to me, you know, um, you decided not to have kids, blah, blah, blah. And I would say, I know this was not our situation. It was something different. It was like, well, what about this? So what about that makes you uncomfortable? Like putting it back on them and yeah. letting them answer, like me not having children, like what, what part of this makes you uncomfortable? Wow. Why does that bother you? I'm yeah. yeah, it was a good, powerful tool. I use it a lot when I'm being questioned for the decisions that I make when I know that I'm good I put it back on them yeah I love yes I, love well, I know for a fact I know <laughs> that a dear friend of mine is going to hear this and you I know for a fact have changed her life and I I don't think most people speak that freely about the whole children thing and mm-hmm. what a gift I just you are such a beautiful soul I cannot tell you how. I just the fact of how close how quickly we formed this friend alliance is just insane and like I said girl you're on the ride or die list like who's your ride or die girl I'm like Georgette is on that list
1: (laughs) I better be on the speed dial I'm here for you you know it I I know
0: with my back I mean I
1: feel so blessed yes I do I feel so blessed to have you in my life in such a short time i mean i I can i'm so looking forward to the rest of our lives our friendship our sisterhood i love it i'm so excited and i I can't wait for for
0: us to share like like in the morning like all of these things that i'm like i cannot wait to say look what happened (laughs)
1: yes yeah you better and again like maybe we'll say this for another uh, you know a podcast but I'm telling you you're in my vision because we've connected our new goal and our new vision so you know what it is
0: oh, yeah, you know, we're you doing know when it. they get there so yeah, absolutely we're doing it oh my gosh girl I love you so much I'm so thrilled and I think even <laughs> that in itself like you got I even put that into the whole thing of like like it was, it was a God thing. Like there's just no way all of those pieces could come together by accident. There's just no way. You just gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah. You just gave me, totally. Well, we're yeah. going to have to definitely there. I can see we could, we could probably go another three hours. So what we'll do, we're going to do this again. And next time okay. maybe, um, might be just someone else hosting the podcast. Just throw it oh. out there
1: oh okay all right that's good i'd love that we'll work on
0: that all right love you so much thank you so much for being here and and we are gonna we'll be in touch totally thank you so much for having me i adore you thank you